Welcome or welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your hosts, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp, who we also get to meet in this episode. And today we are recapping Season three, I did not edit my notes for this part. Season three, episode six, titled Gangsta, Gangsta. Okay. But <laughs> before Girl, we get- Girl, sis, why does it say season two, episode 14? Because I have it- to go look. <laughs> not Careless Whisper, man. It's not that at all. It's Gangsta, Gangsta. <laughs> but before we get into that, we will get into some trivia for Terry. Um yeah, hopefully I get this one right, because obviously I'm thinking about Careless Whisper. <laughs> All right, so I had two questions, two trivia questions this week. The first one you're definitely not going to get, because I did it when I had more stamina and I watched this episode. The second one, I was like, shit, I got to add an extra trivia question. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of sandwich is Emma eating? She's so damn extra. I know that it has... <laughs> hello vitamins right it has alfalfa sprouts but i don't remember she said tofu no tempeh alfalfa and peanut sauce bitch that is disgusting that is so random but you know what that reminded me of my partner loves some damn alfalfa sprouts for like no reason and if you go to the grocery store right now everything's expensive but this little box of alfalfa sprouts no matter what state the world is in is like seven dollars and he loves to try to put them on sandwiches and like we'll grab them and then only use them for one sandwich. So that's I mean, why I know what those are. <laughs> they do be adding a nice crunch, I guess. What the it's fuck is like, tempeh anyway? Protein rich. Yeah, like a tofu soy type bean? thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see why you said tofu. It's a All different right, texture. Yeah, that's what she's eating. Next question. What color is Snake's new laptop? lime green it is same look at you <laughs> do they i was gonna say do they even make laptops that look like that now but apple really only does like the gold silver black i once knew a bitch gold. who had a car that color the same color as his laptop it was i mean like sometimes bitches would just be extra and that's kind so of extra. what it was with that car it was like i didn't want a car the same color as anyone else's and in case anyone who knows that person is listening to this episode tell her i said that shit <laughs> it was extra yeah. they made that uh this laptop that color for a reason i feel like so it stands out because nobody would care for what happens to it if it didn't but and i just anyway so tidbits um so i only have one this week um but shout out to a degrassi twitter account i'm sure you've seen me retweet it it is at threads degrassi for making me realize that we are just like a week ahead or honestly a couple days ahead of when season three these season three episodes aired originally for the first time almost 20 years ago time to be alive a time we were there um so that feels like we're right on track and like we're meant to be here so shouts to us um we're about 19 recapping i cannot speak today recapping episodes that aired 19 years ago 
today, a couple of days off from when you'll actually hear this. But I just felt like that was interesting because when they tweeted about the iconic Manny episode, I was like, look at us not even knowing. Honestly, it's just how we ended up filming or recording rather because, I mean, we've had a few times in which we didn't get to record. So that just put us on the right track. Hmm. And we're meant to be here. So we're here for a good time and a long time, friends. And follow us on Twitter. And also follow Threads Degrassi if you want to see some throwback. I think they do like tidbits and like just throwback episode photos, gifts, all that stuff. So shouts to them. Hmm. Just watching everyone arguing on Degrassi Reddit right now. Somebody <laughs> posted a meme, the show's villain versus the real villain. And it's a picture of Manny versus Craig. And I was just thinking it because I am a few episodes ahead. And I think the episode I'm on is against all odds. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you'll find out. Mm. And I was just, I was truly maybe in the process of like just either typing my notes or maybe sending a, a rant to you that just never went through about just Craig ain't shit. And that is just my thoughts on that. I'm interested to look at this thread later. I'm certain there will probably be a lot of Craig pacifists and all types of terrible things that people will say. They're all they're always so angry in this one. And I'm like, I don't understand how you're this angry about a show this old. Like, let's just accept right. it for what it was for when it was and move Again. on. 20 years ago for season three. So think about the fact that it was before that for fucking one through right. two. <laughs> But I guess I do be the one sitting here talking about JT's teeth and how I can't stand Spinner's bitch ass. So it's what we're here for, though. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Anyway, you ready to get started? Let's get into it. So for our plot A opening scene, Sean is at home by himself. He tries calling Emma, but she doesn't answer. Tracker gets home and he asks Sean to step out so he can entertain his lady of the night. Not a sex worker. It's just a random hookup who happens to be a lady at nighttime. <laughs> it's pretty trifling, but it's kind of what I would expect from like an older brother. Yeah, because at Who's... the end of the day, that is just his older brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sorry. That's what happens. You know, he was kind of thrust into a parental role and that's really what it is. Anyway, for our plot B, Toby, JT, and Sean are on the stairs at the front of the school when they see Jay park in the toe zone in front of the school. See that guy, Jay? 100% pure psycho. Toby tells Jay that he is at risk for a teacher or for a ticket. He's like, park there and you'll get a ticket. I don't understand what Toby thought he was going to achieve by this concept or this comment. Jay responds by snatching his school pictures. Sean grabs him back and Jay is like, Ugh, what are you, his bodyguard? No, his friend. And like, it was actually kind of sweet because you remember how like, they were all trying to be like him two seasons ago, and now they're like friends. Yeah. For an I do like that. I do like that he stood up for him and wasn't just like, and gave him the friend. You know what I mean? Especially for this episode, we end up seeing that Toby clearly is missing his friends. So that was nice. And this is the second time we see someone like stand up to Jay. So again, character development, we already see where he's going uh, at this point. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I just want to say he was nowhere to be seen and time stands still. I mean, he was somewhere to be seen, but he wasn't with Jay. Mm. So he knew what he wanted and he knew what he didn't want. He wasn't really, he, he was getting into some shit kind of on his own, but not like the spinner type of way where it was like Jay, I don't know. Different influences. Yeah, I think. True. 
Um, and also, I want to say that we never really saw a, a lot of, I mean, he hung out around Jay and Alex and stuff, but we didn't really see kind of the homophobia from him the same way we did with Spinner, considering at a point in time when he dates who he ends up dating, who is best friends with someone who happens to be gay. And he was like, he didn't want to be around him because he was like, he felt like a third wheel, but like, it wasn't so much of like the homophobic angle, which mm-hmm. Sean had his perks. Sean Cameron did have his perks. He sure did. Anyway, back to plot A. Speaking of Sean, he gets an assignment back from Snake. He got a D. And he's like, damn, he in a badass mood. And Emma's like, (laughs) yeah, my mom got him a new laptop to boost his mood since he started chemo recently. This important. This information is important for later. Sean suggests the two of them enjoy a movie on her couch so they can catch up because it's been a while. He's all buttery popcorn, me... Emma's like, hmm, and he's like, yeah, yes, I'll do it. So they agree they'll have plans later. Shortly after, Sean sees Jay and his his friends robbing the school vending machine. They give Sean a candy bar to buy his silence, and there's a deleted scene where Sean actually goes to the vending machine himself and takes a few extra things. This is also important for later, because I have not, I was not familiar with that. But basically- So it was like originally you just see that he witnesses it and he gets a candy bar, but in the deleted scene, he actually also he didn't partake, but he went after to kind of get some stuff out. This makes sense. And I also had the thought, you know, have you ever seen when people like trick the vending machine and like or just like stick their hand up to like get stuff? I just yeah. feel like they didn't have to break the glass on this and there's probably they did a way to do they that. Did, they you know? did not. But you know what? They're not bright. It was kind of a quick cash and grab or whatever. Yeah. Because it's literally like it's snacks. You have a car. So like where'd you get this car from? You know what I mean? Like how are you paying for gas if you're stealing snacks? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine what if they stole the snacks and then they tried to sell them? You know what? I could see that. Did your high school have a student that sold yes, candy? Ex- we did ex- too. Well, we did because we used to sell them for our, our activities and stuff. So there would always be a certain sports team selling mm. candy around. And honestly... I'm over here trying to wonder what the hell did that money ever go to? Because I definitely sold candy. I wonder. Anyway, um, where are we? So shortly after the whole um, thing goes down, he sits down. He's enjoying his lunch with Emma when she's eating her nasty ass sandwich. Because hello, vitamins. And Sean flashes a candy bar from earlier and says, hello, tastes good. Snake tells Emma that he's going home early, so he needs her to babysit later. I am not sure why this means that Sean can't come over to at mm-hmm. least, like, help her babies. I, I don't get it. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Simpson doesn't give a flying F. <laughs> he's just like, uh, you had plans. You do not anymore. <laughs> right. But it's like, you know that you're dating someone who has a younger brother. I don't know. I just kind of imagine if you're going to rely on me for childcare, then you're going to be okay that my boyfriend's there. I'm confused. Right. There has to be a compromise, but we do see too that within the last few episodes, Sean and Emma are obviously growing a bit distant. So I get why like he's frustrated because this is post like Mr. Simpson's diagnosis, but also like we, and you got the look, we didn't see Sean much. We saw him that one time because he's been in shop class. So they're obviously like missing each other or doing things that are keeping each other away. So uh, Sean's pretty upset with this. Yeah. I don't know. I just think you got to be a little bit more flexible if you're going to be dating in high school. Yeah. 
Niggas are also children, so they did not have Chris Sharp, i.e. me, there to tell them that they have. They need to set more practical and realistic expectations. Anyway, um, what happens next? So Sean is all pissy, and also again, I asked, when does Jack go to bed at night? Because again, <laughs> the child needs to go to bed at six thirty, seven o'clock. Again, they could still hang out. But anyway, Sean is pissy with the situation, but it is what it is. Meanwhile, JT is hanging around Paige and her friends instead of coming to Toby's chess club. He realizes that he has been ditched by JT for the cooler kids, and Toby is notably and very obviously hurt by this. I guess. I get it, because again, it's Toby, and they did not care about JT before, but if there's anything that this episode was making me realize is just that people make new friends. Like, you gotta... He didn't have to, he definitely didn't have to act like he didn't know him though. Like that's crazy, you know? That was grimy. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. this is kind of one thing that I really actually side with Spinner on, which is going to be a rare occurrence. I (laughs) I think I've said this before. I don't like JT's friendship with Paige. I don't give a fuck. I know that I, I think I have said in the past, like, oh, I understand the scene. I like the scene. Mm -hmm. I like how they came together. I'm over that now. Yeah, like you know, it was what it was, and it was good for what it was. Great, fan, fine, dandy, exactly. But I don't, I don't care, and I'm back to hating their friendship, and I could do without them. Yeah, and it's just kind of like the truth is, we know this group of people, and they will drop him tomorrow when they don't care anymore. You know, like this is only temporary. Whereas JT that's has been ab- his friend for a long time. Exactly, and that, and that's that just is what it is. They mm-hmm. would drop him. They're they are very usy. They like to, I guess, get what they want out of people. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't really know what they're looking for in this friendship. Like he's funny, but also two, three episodes ago, you said he was corny. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, and and he is because he right. is corny. I mean, you're not <laughs> Paige is not saying anything that isn't accurate. But yeah, okay. for sure. Let's see where I am right now. Don't mind me. Just trying to upload all my screen things right now at the same time. A great multitasker. Switching between the screens. All right, so back to plot A. Sean is in shop class with Craig, and it's clear that he's very good at cars. Craig complains, which actually I think when the first time we saw Sean at his house, wasn't he working on like a car or a bike with his brother Tracker? Yeah, I feel like that's something they do together. And it would make sense because he had that job installing mirrors or whatever on yeah. cars. So it makes sense. <laughs> right. I think I've said, I, I I think I said when this happened originally, I was like, I like that continuity for them. So Sean is really good at cars. He's really good in shop class. And Crack complains to Sean that the class was supposed to be his bird course for the semester, for which Sean replies, I don't know many birds that can change a transmission. Which is a valid response. Uh, Craig's just getting on his nerves, kind of. Also love this friendship. You know, I love these consistent friendships for them. And I like how they, like, kind of go between groups. Like, they have their little group of, like, Craig, um, Mm -hmm. Jimmy, Marco, Spinner-ish. But then sometimes Sean is with them. And I guess he's probably still shimmy, rivalry-ing. Right. But that's true. I do like that, too. Because then you get... I noticed we got to see a lot more characters because they're all hanging out with different main characters from today's episode, you know. I appreciate it. Anyway, uh, 
Sean looks across the room and he sees that Jay and his little friends are having trouble. So he goes to do the job for them. And he's like, righty tighty, lefty Lucy, which apparently was seen as fighting words. And there's really tension so thick in the air that you could cut it. Fun fact, um, the guy, I think it's Towers. So I think he's with Amy and Towers in this scene. The black thin guy who ends up dating their other little black character later won't give away who, but one of the black characters mm. ends up dating Jason Towers. And I read somewhere that he got fired from the show because he kept showing up late. Oh, no. So that's why he didn't make it to season four. All right. That's P. crazy. But if he had, they could have probably killed him off instead or like shot his ass. Sorry. Anyway, um, Sean is in Mr. Armstrong's class and Mr. Raditz pulls him to question him about the vending machine incident. Sean gets super defensive because he was at the bottom of it. Not only did he <laughs> see it happening, but he then went and stole from the vending machine. And Mr. Raditz tells him, I'm watching you. Sean gets super pissed and he finds Jay and he's like, Raditz is all over me for this. And then they get into a fight, which is broken up by none other than Mr. Armstrong. I know they- he is tired. I know you mentioned this. That's why I thought mm-hmm. this when I was watching it. I know he's tired of breaking up fights and this is just the beginning so for tired. him. <laughs> so tired. He's like, I'm over it. How do I keep y'all are not paying me enough? And they're not. They're definitely not. And... um. Now that I know that there's that deleted scene, Sean really has a lot of nerve with being so offended by Raditz coming up to him. And like, you know you're wrong because you were being very insecure. No one said you stole stuff because you were poor. You stole stuff because you stole stuff. (laughs) And and your locker's literally right there. So of course, why wouldn't, like, first of all, you were guilty. And second of all, your locker's right there. But then you got super mad and offensive. And it's like, for what, sir? Right. You stole. Before what we see, you don't. So I could understand. You're obviously insecure about your situation. He's been like that since we found out about his backstory. But But you almost, like you said, you'd almost think that he had a right to be mad at Raditz until you realize, nah, he actually did do some shit. Right. Because then he also ate the candy bar because you didn't have to do that. You could have gave it and been like, yo. (laughs) Hello. Tastes good. Direct quote. (laughs) He's so irritating. Anyway, um, where are we at? So Sean is super worried because he has a record, which doesn't explain why he started the fight in the first place. First of all, you were guilty. Second, like. Right. Make it make sense, Sean. <laughs> all right. Jay then realizes that Sean is a kid at Degrassi who almost killed a kid in Wasega Beach. So Jay is a terrible, horrible character at this point. But one of my his most redeemable qualities is that he has a lot of funny one-liners. That are super insensitive, but he does a really good job at delivering them. What is his name? Isn't it Mike Lobel? I love him. And fun fact, he responded to one of our messages once. I think I showed, I, I sent it to I you. I vaguely remember that. Yes. He posted about the never ending story, which is my favorite 80 movie, 80s movie of all time. Mm. And I replied that it's my favorite 80s movie. And he replied back. So and now I just love him even more in real life. Even though Jay is like a horrible, terrible, vile human being. And I'm almost certain Jay was low-key behind that whole vandalizing Fariza's um Iran display mm. last season. That he, would wasn't, add up. he wasn't he wasn't on the season, but I feel like it was him. Anyway. So Jay says to Sean, or Sean is like, I deafened him in one ear, and then Jay is like Sorry, what? I can't hear you. 
Anyway, so this incident somehow results in Jay extending friendship to Sean. None of it makes sense. I'm really confused. He's just like, well, if you really want to hang out with some real people, hit me up, man. I don't understand how Sean is like, yeah, we seem like we'd be real good friends. This man is horrible. He just made a terrible joke. A terrible joke. You literally have fought him because he's got you in trouble. So it makes sense for you to then join his group because you couldn't hang out with Emma one night. I don't. Hello? I do understand that he's lonely and he's probably looking for, I mean, just think about how low-key like vanilla I feel like JT and Toby are. Could you imagine him going over to hang out with Toby? I mean, JT is trying to get in with the popular kids and Toby is just so sweet and pure and innocent. And And needs to be stuck up for, yeah. And and probably boring. And so, I mean, I could see him, I don't know why, I mean... I guess it's probably difficult for him to hang out with Craig because he's trying to split himself between two women right now, or he will be soon. See, that was my so, next thing. But what grade is Jay in then? Is he in the same grade as Sean? Or Jay is looks he... like he's 30. <laughs> Definitely, but what grade is he redoing? <laughs> I think, I'm about to look it up. I think he's in the same grade as Paige's brother. Oh, so but, oh, that would make sense. But also, no, it doesn't make sense because I'm pretty sure Dylan is like three years older than Marco because I remember that Paige referenced Dylan being so much older than Marco when she was trying to justify her little pedophile relationship. Look, because I'm going to come clean. I didn't say this last episode, but I was just like, has Dylan always gone to Degrassi? Because it just seems convenient and he looks way too old to be here. <laughs> Girl, they just they just tried to, they were throwing in new characters. Because Paige has talked about him since last season. But no, he has not. I think he's supposed to be a senior. So I he's think he's grade supposed al- to be a senior. What is it? Jay Hogart is grade 11. Yes, in season three. Well, then what the hell grade is Dylan in? I'm about to look it up. Dylan. I thought Dylan was a senior. Where because at? at one point in time, Dylan is definitely, Paige is like, Dylan is three years older than Marco. It's a, yeah, that makes sense. Dylan's grade 12. Okay. So Jay Dylan's is grade, grade 11. 11. Allegedly, they look grown as hell. They then graduated three times over. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, and he is at Degrassi forever. Does he ever graduate? Does he ever go back after the incident? I don't think he ever goes back, does he? And I'm surprised he makes it that far. Because if this is what he's doing now, why didn't y'all kick him out? No offense. I don't know if that's a good thing to do. But there's also, like, night school and things for people who rather not be in this environment. You know what? I'm pretty sure I looked into that on on Reddit. And I think that they were saying that they don't have, like, alternative schools like that in Canada or in really? Toronto. Really? Now, don't quote me on that, because again, my source is Reddit. Was Reddit. Reddit. But I want to say, I forget what they said that basically you have to do if you get kicked out of school, because they may have been talking about how like Jimmy just didn't go to school and spinners. I think they were having a conversation about how it didn't really make any sense. And I don't think it makes sense by U.S. standards. But apparently in Toronto, they're just like, yeah, there's there. You don't really go anywhere. Um, Interesting. But. If that is wrong, feel free to tell me. I don't know where we're at. Anyway, JT wakes up to a wet dream about liberty. It's pretty terrible. I think I made a TikTok about it. (laughs) Toby walks in and he sees him moaning. And when JT tells him that the sheets are wet, Toby's like, oh, damn, you you did that right above my head? 
my god about liberty because he's he puts two and two together he's like the sheets are wet you were in here moaning liberty's Ugh. name disgusting filthy horrible horrendous on taxes y'all writing off hoes independent sorry it's a ludicrous lyric he tells jt that jt better let him have lunch with his new friends or toby's about to tell everyone about the wet dream I'm not mad at Toby. He's getting left in the dirt and like the dust right now. And so you better use whatever leverage you got. Meanwhile, Degrassi, Sean sees Jay and Co outside the school. Um, just an FYI, it's Jay, Alex, and what I said was some boy whose name I don't know, and I don't think he makes it to season four. I wonder if that's Towers or some other random ragamuffin with them. Yeah, this is the first time we see Alex though. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, when they open the scene, but yes, it's our first episode. All right. So he helps them with the mod on their car, and Sean agrees to do the labor for free. I don't understand why. If they can get the parts right. themselves. This is also relevant for later. Toby joins JT with his popular friends at lunch, and JT embarrasses Toby. I don't understand. Like, you know he has something on you. Why would you be mean to this boy? Like, you're just taking advantage of him being so sweet and kind at this point in time. And so I'm I'm actually really glad that Toby clapped back. Because everyone's right. laughing at Toby. And so, you know what? JT is like, you know what? I'm going to let y'all know what happened. Let's talk about this. Last night, y'all know what a wet dream is? Every, <laughs> every male in here has had one. Everyone's kind of like, I don't know where this is going. And he's like, you know who also just had one? Your boy JT. You know who it was about? Look <laughs> over there. It's Liberty. And love Paige for this because... No way. This is such juicy gossip. Oh, pardon the pun. <laughs> anyway, everyone's laughing at JT for his dream about Liberty. And I think it's kind of funny. But anyway, Emma's leading an initiative during lunch to clean the ravine. Jay mocks Sean for helping her. Look, man. It's your choice. You can come for a ride clean the ravine sean decides to clean the ravine and during a break he and emma start kissing only to be interrupted by a cock blocking kendra (laughs) emma gets embarrassed and sees that sean is annoyed she is very consistently like anti-pda and all that stuff because i see it we see it again in a couple episodes she's just very awkward that's funny for someone who is getting busy in the ravine if you know (laughs) you know yeah i guess emma's character development is getting naked and sucking dick and is that really the- here friends <laughs> is that because it's like here we see her at the ravine being like i can't even kiss you and let kendra see and let me tell you after what is it season four season five it might be like late season four early season five i think it's late season four then she ended up at the ravine <laughs> with none other than jay hogar i mean it's wild it's given full circle so remember this for later <laughs> Um, sorry about those spoilers in case you did not know what Emma does. God. That's so embarrassing for her <sighs> because like she just strays so far for that to be the peak. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, and I know, I know Emma was going through it, but like as a wise man, Aubrey Drake Graham once said, <laughs> know yourself, know your worth. My actions speak louder than my words. And again, we're so ahead, but still, we're talking about someone who really was trying to cock block Manny and her glow up. So remember Ugh. that too. It was. It was. 
I don't want to be friends with the school slut. And I, you know, I don't be slut shaming nobody. So I'm not saying that anyone's a slut, but I'm just saying one of us was getting down with someone who was telling him that he loved her. And another person was earning bracelets. Anyway, Sean is cleaning the ravine. He gets upset with Emma because she never wants to do anything with him. They go back and forth and she tells him to go have lunch with Jay and the losers instead of with her. He tells her at least they're fun because this is later. They're arguing and shit, whatever. Anyway. Fun? And you? You're just pathetic. Sean stays storming away from Emma and slamming a locker because I'm pretty sure I have a very similar like sound clip where he slams a locker by Emma or he hits a locker and they play the dramatic ass moment music from back in season one when Emma told Sean she didn't want to be with him anymore because he pushed her rightfully so and right. he hits a locker they play the dramatic moment music and he storms away they be consistent if anything yeah, I don't like how aggressive he is in that moment. Because please control your anger around me. Why you am see, I like? Sir. Why is she back with you at this point? Because you won't she, be slamming a locker near me. Mm-hmm. She needed y'all needed to break up, and not for, so you could come back together. We could for do good, right? Exactly. <sighs> but anyway, Jay tells Sean that he found a way to get the money for the parts. Before even asking what they're doing, Sean is like, "All right, bet their scheme is to boost school supplies." Pathetic. And Sean's like. You know what'll get you some real money? That laptop. It'll be worth more. Shady as fuck. You know <laughs> he that man has cancer. He just got that shit to boost his mood. And you gotta steal it because you mad at Emma. You ain't right, Sean. You ain't right. It's so spiteful, especially because it happens right after they argue. Like that is crazy. Like I am a very, very petty human being. Trust me. Trust me. But to do that is really crazy. Like, and do it to her stepdaddy. What does Snake do to you? It, right. Gave you a bad grade that you earned. Like, sure, the delivery and his tone and whatever probably bothered you, but you earned whatever grade you got. Like, like, there are better ways to get back at Emma that don't involve hurting Snake. Um, yeah. You could send her a glitter bomb. You could send her a box of shit. You could put glitter all over her driveway so every time she walks through her driveway, she tracks glitter in her house. I was just watching a TikTok about petty things to do to get back at your ex. Sorry, they're, so they're fresh in my mind. But there are things in which you could do to get back at Emma that would hurt primarily her. And you did not have to come for Snake like that. The man had cancer. Yeah. It's like in his mind, I'm sure at the root of it, he's like, it's Mr. Simpson's fault that me and Emma can't hang out. Thus, we are arguing because we don't spend time together. And the time I do want to spend time with her, she's like, no, people are here. Yada, yada, yada. But... That's just super spiteful. And it's obvious because Emma talked to you about the laptop. So she's going to know. You know what I mean? How will she Where know? Where is Miss Sauve? Can Miss Sauve hit poor little Sean up? Right. He needs help. He needs to express his feelings. Just saying. The next day, Emma is signing her school picture for Sean. She's looking to make amends. So she asks him if they can talk alone. But he refuses to tell to go off. So she's like, look. You know, we both said a lot of things and I just really run a talk. And he's like, I got nothing to say. She walks away and crumbles up the picture. And then um, Amy, Alex, whatever. Alex makes some snide r- remark about how she really is flat as a board. I think that's that moment. <laughs> that's crazy. Honestly, 
JT asked Toby how he could embarrass him like that. JT, that is a rich ass question. Toby is like, you've been treating me like shit. That's how. JT says, look, you're never going to be friends with Paige and them. Which is also interesting because where is Ashley? Ashley is friends with Paige. Mm. I'm just so confused as to why Toby cannot be friends with Paige and them. Anyway, he hops up and he walks away and his feelings are really hurt. The episode closes because Snake discovers that his laptop is missing. He thinks that he lost it due to his chemo brain. Interesting concept that comes back when somebody else catches has chemo in a few seasons. Actually, they stay giving their characters cancer. Anyway, Emma, but Emma looks and she's like, I, maybe it wasn't the chemo. And she stares at Sean as he walks by. I don't know how the hell Emma knew it would have been Sean. The only reason I suspected that was because they had a conversation about it and he's been hanging out with did they did Emma find out that Sean got in trouble for that vending machine thing I don't know I think she just knows that Jay's bad news that's his new group of friends if something is missing it's probably these badass kids and now he's friends with them and I guess to be fair Emma's nosy as hell true yep she stay lurking she stay listening and so. I think that even the fact that Sean wouldn't talk to her, which is what they needed to do. Like, it doesn't make sense that he said that they didn't have anything to talk about. I think that was a dead giveaway, too, because now you're just being suspicious. Like, we actually do have stuff to talk about because we got into an argument. And that's how you deal with that, you know? Right. He said, no, he done with her prude ass. He going to get himself a new boo now. And he does. Hmm. Yeah, he's so um, trifling for that. This is uh, not... A redeeming episode for Sean. It's not. It's really not. Um, and I honestly don't know if he really gets the redemption arc that he deserved. What an interesting trajectory where they take his character. Honestly. Anyway, you have an episode moral? You know, I talked about it a little bit. And now that we have fully, like, kind of deep dived into the episode i don't even know that this is true because the only thing i pulled out of it is just that you know people outgrow each other and it's okay but jt was dead wrong for trying to shun toby and sean has no business being friends with jay and them so it's not even about outgrowing emma it's just he's not communicating what he needs so everybody sucks in this episode is my moral (laughs) yeah it's just kind of like make time for who's important to you right also yeah that's really all it is emma should have made time for sean yeah but you know um, like she didn't need to clean the ravine during lunch she was doing too much of the wrong things and not enough to preserve it. i mean think about it right now she was on the outs with, um, with manny a couple episodes ago she's now true. on the outs with sean um and a few more episodes she's going to be on the outs with manny again she, she's not going to have no man no manny no <laughs> friends so it's like mm, i'm gonna say that yeah sean needs to chill the fuck out but all and yeah, people outgrow each other. But also, I'm gonna call me Emma. You know, I'm gonna come for Emma this episode. Yeah, that's fair. The only reason I could kind of side with like Emma is just that she's obviously not prioritizing her relationship because they're again they're children. So like whatever. But to be fair, she's also a teenager that's dealing with like uh some life shit at home that has just like happened fairly recently and like quickly you know i mean that's valid but need i play the eight times emma told snake he not her daddy uh no i mean uh the new secretary does know you're my daughter but i'm not your daughter 
You don't talk to me like that. You're not my dad. That's true, too. But I, I mean, like, what? It was a five episodes ago, Emma, you turned to Snake and you said, you're not my dad. I mean, was it not a father figure? That's true. But <laughs> in fact, hold on. Hold on. What episode are we in right now? We are in episode six. six. Not four episodes ago, this bitch turned to that man and she said, you're not my dad. Now she want to be upset after what? When did when did this man get cancer? Girl, last, just last, like, episode. last episode. But that's a lot to deal with in one episode. She's what she said was, "You not my daddy." Now he want to be your daddy. I mean, pick and choose. Pick one. Pick one, Emma. <laughs> no, you don't say about. I hear what you're saying. Again, she is not wrong for being upset, but I'm still gonna talk shit. Okay, I that know. is what it's it Emma. is. It's Emma. But when they gave baby, when they gave baby, when they gave birth to that baby on that mattress, Emma then declared Snake her dad. So she's hurt that her dad is going through yeah. it. And she got to babysit and... this baby that was just born in the living room, girl. <laughs> that was probably more traumatic than that poor man having cancer. <laughs> you probably, she probably got to sleep on that bloody ass mattress the way they family set up. That's honestly probably her best. So she got a lot going on right now. She cannot prioritize Sean, but Sean should have communicated that a little bit better to her instead of stealing a damn laptop. You're not wrong. I'm just saying I never forget. All right. <laughs> That's it. Wait a minute. Damn, I lied. What? So like 30 minutes ago, I said we get to see Chris Sharp in this episode, and, like, that wasn't true. No, we saw him already. That's the gag, is when they called... <laughs> the fact that you didn't even know when you were in here. They When they called Emma... when That's father figures. He was in the classroom when they called Emma the wrong last name, and we see him for a second. You're right. Okay, so I'm gonna let y'all know what the problem is. Again, like I said, I watched Degrassi today during my lunch, right? My lunch. Anyway... And so I watched Against All Odds, which is in three episodes. One, two, three. Right. Episode nine. And he's in that episode again. So that's the episode mm-hmm. I was thinking about when I said that. Um, just hold that thought for like three episodes. So Does he actually talk in the episode? Because he didn't talk yet. He does. Okay. Um, he has a whole line. And I thought that was coming. It's not. We're not there yet. But we <laughs> will get there. Be Him and his uh, hat. I'm doing the best I can with what I have. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. It's not a lie. You did not lie. It happens just not today. Any more questions, comments, or concerns? No. I am ready for something more interesting to happen. <laughs> and I think we're going to get that next episode. No, we're not. Well, yes, we are. So glad you brought it up because next on Degrassi. Things are getting intense between Craig and Ashley when sex becomes a desire. That's a really dramatic ass statement. Honestly. When she tells him that she loves him, Craig has a hard time saying it back. He writes her a song instead. Manny becomes smitten with Craig after hearing the song, which wasn't even written for her, and winds up consoling him after he has a fight with Ashley. Oh, she does some consoling, all right. Meanwhile, Joey takes a sick snake out to go bowling. Remember I told y'all? Christine gonna turn to Snake and she gonna be like, you are not dead yet. Put the damn shirt on. When they receive a surprise visit from an old friend. That wraps
recaps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns, complaints, definitely after this episode, on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes 3 at 5 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week with another episode of Below the Dot, Whatever It Takes. Yeah.